I'm Baz, and this is RuneQuest Year Zero. It's Boxing Day 2021. I kind of snuck away from lunch preparations to uh, to get things started with RuneQuest Year Zero. This is the new blog project, and it's going to be part of an ongoing podcast, and we're going to see how we do with it. Um, more to come. I'll explain what's going on in just a sec, but let's just see if this works for now. I was pretty early on in my sort of hobby career uh, when I discovered RuneQuest, but I never did anything with that discovery. So we're going back to about 1980, I suppose when I first got into role-playing at all. And within the first few months, it was pretty obvious that RuneQuest was a thing and it was an option. But even then, it felt like if you wanted to do RuneQuest, you were doing that and you were probably not doing other things. So you either went down one path, which was probably D&D, and that's kind of where I went, um, or you went down the Chaosium route and you ended up playing Call of Cthulhu a couple of years later. RuneQuest obviously was a thing and so on. And I never really... Never really took the KSEM path. Not for any particular reason, because I didn't like it or anything else like that. I just didn't. Had D&D, had all the other games that were knocking around the time, had Traveller, um, and that was surely all you would ever need. I'm looking up at my bookshelf now thinking, well, that didn't turn out to be true. Turns out you need a lot more than that. But anyway, at the time, I did pick myself up a copy of RuneQuest, and it was the Games Workshop edition in the kind of thick purple box with uh, a woman warrior on the front fighting off a lizard dude with a shield, I think. She had the shield, not the lizard dude. And um, I really enjoyed that box. A good couple of inches deep, and it had in it softback rulebook. It had fangs. I remember that. That was full of monsters. It had apple lane. Uh, It had an errata thing on the inside front cover of the softback, I remember, which I probably read more often than the book, really, thinking, wow, this is clever. And I also remember thinking, if they knew what the errata was on the inside cover, why didn't they put it inside the actual book? But, you know, that's what 11-year-olds know about publishing. So I had that box set, and I remember thinking it was worth keeping. So I remember thinking it was valuable. Maybe not now, but it was something to hang on into in the future. But I never really got a sense of what on earth it was about. I think that RuneQuest book was a bit light on setting in a way, and sort of too heavy on setting in another way. It just seemed a little bit impenetrable. I didn't really understand it. Whereas when I was playing Tunnels and Trolls or D&D, it's probably a bit early for things like Dragon Warriors, but the other games that I were playing, it seemed a bit more obvious what you could do. It was fine to just roll up an adventurer and go adventuring. I didn't really get that sense from RuneQuest. However, this one was a game where I did roll up a character to my everlasting regret, but now humour, I suppose, I remember I filled in the character sheet in the book in pen. Yeah, I still have that somewhere. I think it's up in the loft. I (laughs) I don't think I've been able to open it up and look, but I'm pretty sure that I rolled up my own version of Rurik and, yeah, totally defaced my copy for a very long time. But anyway, that's as far as my experiences went. I think I might have poked around in Apple Lane for a bit. I remember Gringle's Pawn Shop and the Rainbow Mounds. And yeah, as I say, it didn't really take. So for the past 40-odd years, 
I've been uh, obviously uh, really into the hobby, really into gaming, but never really got that involved in RuneQuest. It's always just been running along parallel to me and my experiences. And every other gamer I know plays RuneQuest. Every other podcast I listen to or book I read or, or any event I go to is definitely there's the KOCM fans and uh, they do their thing and I do my thing and we kind of like look at each other across the no man's land of the hobby and don't really understand each other sometimes, I think. So my job is to is to bring myself up to date, really. I've been promising myself for a very long time that I would get into RuneQuest. I'd give it a shot at least. And a part of that means getting into Glorantha too. So just before Christmas 2021, I reached out on Twitter and said, hey, KSEM, you want to send me a box? If you do, I promise that for the next 101 days, a random number picked out of my head, I will devote myself to reading it, doing myself a character, maybe more than one character, understanding how it works, possibly do up a scenario, um, get involved in Garantha, get some games played, and then let everybody know about my experiences. So more than 40 years in the hobby, no more than 40 minutes into RuneQuest at the point that I'm recording this. And I just think it would be a fun project. So that's the point of this podcast. And um, the box hasn't quite arrived yet, but I've got the PDF lurking in my hard drive. So I might open that in a second, but just wanted to introduce you to where I'm at right now. Oh, and one more thing. It's not the first and only time that I've played RuneQuest. I have actually played the game twice apart from those initial fumblings when I was a teenager, pre-teen. And the first game RuneQuest I ever played was, again, probably in the early part of the 21st century at a convention called Tentacles, which is pretty much a KSEM convention. And I played an evening game. I won a place in a lottery to play a game of RuneQuest GM'd by none other than Greg Stafford. So for a long time, that was the only time I played RuneQuest. And I don't remember much about the game, if I'm honest. Um, but I do remember that I played a, a kind of a, a caravan guard. I had a spear and there was a chaos monster involved in it at some point. And everybody else was like pointing at things on maps and asking what year it was. So again, you know, impenetrable. And there has actually since then been a second game as well, uh, run by a good friend of mine, uh, by Dirk the Dice, uh, Chris out of the Grognard Files, who ran a session for me and my good friend Gaz and a couple of others. And I remember that it was a bit like Mary Poppins, the RPG, in that there were uh, there was a rhino, there was a zebra. Some of these creatures might have been flying, some not. And it was definitely all about flying a kite. Apart from that, that's my only experience of RuneQuest and Glorantha to date. So I'm going to get the box. I'm going to pull the lid off. And let's see how it goes. don't have the box yet it's not quite arrived um like many people i'm kind of tracking its its way across the world and it's gonna hopefully drop through my letter box or in, in my little safe space in the side alley at some point in the next couple of days um i do have the pdf but i'm not even going to open the pdf on the starter set just yet i think i really want to wait and make this a traditional kind of unboxing thing where i take off the packaging and do that kind of weird picking up the lid thing and the vacuum kind of noise is going to go pop and then there's going to be the smell of new books. So I can't wait for that. It is really interesting, though, that my Twitter feed has been absolutely jam-packed with people showing photos of their new starter set as it's arrived. 
it's definitely got an awful lot of traction. I'm not saying a single bad word about it yet. So yeah, really looking forward to receiving it. Now the timing is slightly out because as I record in a few hours later tonight, it's going to be online book club and um, something set up by Dirk out of the Grognard files. And I've, I've not been to book club for quite a while, but I want to go tonight because the idea is that everybody's going to be looking through their Christmas haul and all of the cool loot that they've got and talking about what they got, and what it looks like and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of wanted to go and hoping that I could talk about my RuneQuest starter set, which I don't have, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the attendees will have. So it'd be interesting to see what they think. However, I cannot resist. So despite not wanting to open the PDF, that hasn't really stopped me having a look on the KSCM website, which is brilliant, by the way. If you've not had a look, go and have a look now. There's so much stuff on RuneQuest there, and I'm really, really trying hard not to read through it all. But I just wanted to get a good look at the cover of the starter set. So, you know, why not start with the most obvious thing? It's quite the pick. I really, really like it. It says RuneQuest starter set. There's a, there's a big string of, of runes on it. I can't remember what any of them mean, but I quite like the look of those. And the subheading on it is all you need for adventure in a mythic world. And uh, the authors are listed as Greg Stafford, Jeff Richard, and Jason Jural. And the painting on there looks really good. So we've got a, definitely, I remember this has got to be a callback. We've got um, an armoured fighter uh, who is having her shield kind of torn asunder at the moment by, well, if it was D&D, I'd say it was a Zorn. So there's a creature sort of bubbled up out of the ground and it's all teeth and a big, long purple tongue. And it's smashing into her shield arm, breaking that. She's got companions about who uh, we've got a, uh, an archer in the background who's fizzed off an arrow. Uh, we've got uh, a dude with a sword who has got, is his hand on fire? Well, it could be, couldn't it? It's a role-playing game. And in the background is some kind of spellcaster who is, yeah, there's like a little fiery emblem between her hands. Um, and I should say that the main character, the one that's fighting this kind of weird creature, her, her right arm, her sword-wielding arm, has got lightning or something like that crackling around it. So it looks really full of action, and it's really good to see four adventurers fighting a monster. That might sound obvious, but to me, that means that there's something to do in this game. And it looks like we've got an adventuring party fighting a baddie. Hooray, that's my kind of game, and thank you very much. What else can I tell from the tone? Um, it looks sunny, so it's an outdoor scene. It's uh, bright blue skies. The sun seems to be beaming down. Um, the main characters all appear to be uh, dressed for hot climbs, um, and it's got a bit of a Greek look to it, maybe a little bit deserty. There's some bronze stuff on there. So it's subtle, but it's got a, quite a different look to what I would expect to see on the front of, say, for example, a fifth edition book, um, and certainly different to something maybe out of like Free League, something like Forbidden Lands or Simba Room, something like that. So it's already looking enticing. And on the website as well, I can click through to look at pictures at the back of the box. So scrolling across to that. Ooh, okay. Right, so that's really interesting straight away. So the back of the box looks like a board game box because it's got the, those little icons at the bottom that say how many players it can be and how long it takes to play and so on. But the art on the back is a kind of an isometric view of a town from bird's eye view. Uh, from well up in the air. In fact, there's even a bird flying across it, so you know that you've got that. 
And this one definitely looks sort of Romo, Grecian. It's got a colonnaded town hall or something like that. Big statue in a plaza. Lots of little people the size of ants moving about. We've got domes, flat roofs, white walls. So I'm getting a really Mediterranean vibe off of that, which looks great. And if I zoom in, I can see that we've got a world of fantastic myth and heroic adventure in a box. Paragraph of stuff there, and then a list of what's inside the box. And the photo of the stuff that's inside the box leads me to believe that this thing is going to be jam-packed. It's all paper, and it looks like there's an awful lot of it. Four books, loads of maps, loads of handouts. Now, again, I'm only looking at this electronically, so who can really tell at this point? But, uh, but other people have reported to me that this is a fat old box that is full of stuff. So, ridiculous the early days. Still don't actually have a copy of it in my hands as we speak, but I'm really trying hard to not delve too deep behind it. I just want this to be a really pure experience, and when the box arrives, I can pull the lid off and tell you what I do with it and tell you what I find without going off into the weeds of the internet to find out more stuff. So, book club tonight. Let's see what people have got to say, see if I can collect any spoilers from them, um, and I'll let you know how that goes. Speak soon. So that's the book club done for tonight. Um, that was really, really good. Uh, great to chat to some uh, some people of a similar similar mindset, shall we say. Good to catch up with old friends as well. And to see what everybody got for Christmas this year. As predicted, there is an awful lot of RuneQuest starter sets out there. And, um, and everybody seems interested in getting into Garantha, whether for the first time or just to reignite an old passion. And of course, for some people, they never stopped playing. So really good to see a bit of a spread of opinions. And, and that starter set is definitely getting a bit of a groundswell of gaming going on again, which is always good to see. Um, it remains to be seen uh, because, you know, the boxer will be with me soon. I will pull it off and I will do the business. But already getting advice about next steps and other things to read and so on. And I, and I want to resist that. I really want to resist that. I, I, want, to, I want to think that it's not necessary um, to go deeper into things, and, and every fan of the of any game will always do this, won't they? They will say, oh, yeah, yeah, what you want to do is you want to get this source book as well, and, and this stuff is touched on over there, and that's a really good thing to do. But it's it's too much. It's too much to start with, and, and don't forget, I'm going to try not to forget, that I find Glorantha intimidating as an outsider, so I'm not going to follow the advice to go and look deeper into things. I'm going to pick this up in good faith, and I'm going to read it as if I'd never read it before, because that will be true. And I'm going to play with what I see. I'm going to play with what I see. I'm told that your Glorantha may may vary, and mine certainly will, I'm sure. Um, and I'm fine with that. But I'm, I'm going to play it out of the box. I'm going to give this a really pure experience. Um, and then, you know, we'll see where that takes us afterwards. But it is hard to resist going online. It is hard to resist looking at hardback books. It is hard to resist spending vouchers on more stuff. But I'm going to resist, um, and I'm going to approach this. I'm going to approach this the way I set out to do, which is: what would I have done when I was 11 years old if I'd carried on with that big, deep purple box from Games Workshop? What road would I have taken? What would it have looked like down that road? And um, it's going to be fun finding out. So that's the end of my session zero for RuneQuest Year Zero. Thanks for listening to this introduction. Um, by the time I record again. 
I will have a little bit more to tell you and we will go into into the contents of the box and exactly what I'm doing with it. So until then, um, yeah, don't ask me what year it is. See you soon. <laughs>